If you can go on that journey, the sooner in your life, the better. Um, I know a lot of women who postpone this for, you know, okay, after my educational years, or after my career, after I have children, after I have grandchildren, or whatever, whatever in whichever way we postpone this. And, and I would say, you know, just, just go on this journey of self-discovery and identifying what is it that you want. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi, and welcome to the Women Making an Impact series. With me today is my guest, Shivangi Walke. I hope I've got your surname right. Uh, I have a little story, backstory to uh, my conversation with my guest today. And that is, even before I came into starting my own business and getting into the coaching journey, I was inspired by the work that she's doing by creating the mentoring platform outside of your organization. And I was like, how do I get onto this? How do I, you know, either get mentoring for myself or become a mentor? Maybe I have something to contribute. And that's why after following my guest for so long, maybe chasing her a little bit, today we sit down to have this conversation and she joins me all the way from Switzerland. Thank you so much for making the time and for gen- for your generosity in giving me this much time to have this conversation today and welcome. Thank you so much, Savita. It's it's a real delight to be able to speak to you. And we've spoken a little bit about your own journey. Um, I, I'm usually not, uh, n- not not actually trying to not speak with you or something, just that this year has started, you know, very busy. And, and I'm just trying to, you know, pace myself, let's say. So, so that has taken you some chasing to get hold of. And thank you for your patience. <laughs> Just thank you for being here. I'm honored. And with that, I want to actually get into your journey. So let's start with what brings, I mean, share with us your journey so far. Um, And then, of course, finally, we'll come to what led you to start Thrive with Mentoring. So I'm of Indian origin. I'm a biomedical engineer. I have lived now in Switzerland for 20 years. Uh, TISS batch of 99 for those of you who follow those those schooling schooling terms. Um, I have done most of my work in uh, in Switzerland in regional and global roles in the area of talent management and leadership development. So I've worked for four large corporates um, and I had the privilege to actually um, you know, be in these conversations around what helps somebody develop their potential and how do you actually succeed? How do you get promoted? I have also had the privilege to install uh, formal mentoring programs in, in multiple organizations. Um, and around six or seven years back, I started my own journey. I stepped out of corporate. I set up my own leadership development and executive coaching practice. And, and three years back, I I mean, the I guess everything emerges, right? So it was not a brand new idea, but I think the timing was just correct for me around three years back when I decided to found Thrive with Mentoring. Um, this is a platform that brings together senior mentors with around uh, 15, 20 years of work experience with younger mentees, 10, 12 years of work experience 
in a mentoring relationship. And I brought actually my, um, you know, expertise from having run these programs inside organizations uh, to an external market. And uh, I really believe it was an idea whose time had come. So yeah, it has uh, proliferated in the meanwhile. Um, we have lots of uh, cities, uh, five cities in India where we run this program. Of course, four cities in Switzerland and we are in a few other countries and cities soon going to the US. So it's it's been like a uh, like an amazing journey. And uh, what I'm most proud about is that Thrive is a nonprofit. And uh, to date, we have, um, we have influenced and worked and engaged with around 100 volunteers. Uh, so it's a real, real pleasure to be working with all these women who are so radically generous and who are, um, who are really giving, uh, you know, themselves, their time, their energy, their skill set to develop other women. So yeah, and the journey continues. Um, in terms of my own uh, career, um, I definitely believe that you know Thrive was uh, and remains my passion project. In my leadership work, I mainly work with um, senior corporate leaders, um, mainly with helping them to uh, bring about uh, you know their teams and aligning their teams to this new hybrid reality that we are working with. Um, I, I do a couple of things. Uh, one of them is something called impactful virtual leadership. So I'm really helping uh, leaders to remain impactful in the virtual space, because I know that for a lot of leaders, it's been very challenging to make that transition. Um, and I also bring some award-winning trainings such as Crucial Conversations and Influencer, et cetera, which are you know, mainly my clientele is is in Switzerland for that. So that's what I that's my day job, and and Thrive is my passion project. Yeah, um, thank you for sharing that. I what made you start uh, Thrive with Glow, uh, Thrive with Mentoring? Because uh, why I ask you is mentoring. Like we were talking just before we got on the conversation, uh, what does mentoring mean to you, and like how do you define it? all of us have a different definition for mentoring and um was there like a catalyst to starting this or uh, so what's the why behind uh, mentoring and thrive with mentoring thanks for that question and you know sometimes all these helping professions when you are in that helping profession it's very clear in your mind you know what is mentoring what is coaching yeah. This counseling, what is therapy? Um, for me, mentoring is an equal relationship with somebody who has the work experience and who has the life experience that can help you develop, right? And a lot of mentoring relationships tend to be over longer periods of time. Uh, with Thrive, it's a slightly different proposition because we have mixed I would say some of the elements of um, coaching and we've got them into mentoring. So a Thrive Mentoring Relationship, at least the formal one is only six months, right? And it is a formal program where you create a mentoring contract, you define as a mentee, what are your goals? You define, you know, how your mentor is going to help you meet those goals. What are those feedback mechanisms that you're going to use? How are you going to give each other feedback? Because the belief that I have is even though the mentor has more work and life experience, there is a lot that the mentee can also bring to the relationship. And that has been now confirmed by hundreds and hundreds of mentors. We have catalyzed more than a thousand one-to-one relationships in, in seven different countries, in 30 different cities in the last three years. And that really makes me quite confident today to say that uh, growth is on both sides. The nature of growth is different. 
um, in, in the mentoring relationship. Um, in, inside an organization, and this is where I would like to differentiate between a mentor and a sponsor, um, because there are, of course, people who will support you and your development inside an organization. These are the people who might you know, speak for you when you're not in the room. They might help you to get promoted. They might offer you strategic projects to work on. Um, I think those are sponsors in an organization. Personally, my experience is having a mentor inside your organization is a bit more challenging um, because for mentoring, I believe that the foundation is vulnerability. You should be you should really feel the psychological safety to be able to uh, to share with your mentor whatever your challenges are. And by the nature of the relationship, if the mentor is a senior leader in your organization, more often than not, people are not very comfortable, right? They try to put their best foot forward. And of course, there can be some feedback conversations, etc. But it does not become a deeper transformational relationship. Uh, so I believe, and I think that's what we have been doing with Thrive, that we actually get you a mentor who's a senior leader, but who is not inside your organization. They're outside your organization, right? Now, how would I separate mentoring and coaching? Um, I think it's not necessary to, you know, really be, uh, you know, study psychology and get certified in uh, various ways in which you will be handling uh, a relationship, which, uh, which I think is quite important if you're a coach that you're able to work at that deeper level, right? Uh, around 20% of Thrive mentors are coaches, are certified coaches. And of course, you know, the nature of the relationship uh, will differ as compared to somebody who is much more into mentoring. I guess one of the other important distinctions is that as a mentor, it's not only allowed, but you're also welcome to offer advice to your mentees. In a pure coaching relationship, I would stay away from offering advice. I would much more solicit the responses from, you know, help help the coach to arrive at their own answers, right? Now, coaching skills can be used in mentoring, but as I said, mentoring would be about also offering your counsel and advice, inspiring, being a role model, teaching, uh, sharing your network. You know, it's, it's, it's a very broad um, a broad, let's say, uh, skill set and and resources that you can bring to the mentoring relationship. Um, I love what you said, and especially the last thing uh, that you said, sharing your network resonates because I feel like a lot of mentors may not even know that that's also something that you enable um, in a mentoring relationship. So that brings me actually to my next question. Do women seek mentoring easily? And if not, what are some of the challenges they have around going out there and finding mentors, whether inside or outside? Yeah, it's it's quite fascinating, right? Uh, because now we have data points of thousands of women and what happens with mentoring. Um, the typical Thrive mentee is, uh, you know, somebody who has young children and somebody who's quite involved both in their corporate life, trying to climb the corporate ladder and, and also, you know, trying to balance their home life. And we have, uh, we have found out that these mentees, they tend to uh, deprioritize, you know, their, their own development. They, they postpone it. They think that this is not the most important thing for them at the moment because they're already handling so much. Um, and and, and the, the mentors on the other hand, you know, for them it has been very, very obvious why they should be mentoring and why more women need mentoring. 
So funkily enough, every time we enter a new country or a new city, we always get more mentors signing up than mentees in the beginning, you know? And so there is a whole aspect of education, awareness, and, you know, I think, I think it's really like a mindset shift, thinking that getting mentoring is a way for you to grow. Because as you said rightly, uh, mentoring is also about networks and creating your social capital. It is also about, you know, bring, working with your personal brand. There are just so many aspects that mentoring can, uh, you know, g- g- can benefit you from. And still, I think uh, a lot of the younger women that we encounter, they do not exactly understand the value of that, right? Because it doesn't, usually mentoring does not pay off in a very quick way. You know, it's just like networking. You, you It will pay off in some other way. It doesn't happen that A does something to B and B does something to A, right? It goes in a very roundabout way, A for B, B for C, C for D, and then maybe E does something for A. And over the time frame also, you know, the time frame can change too. Um, so it's really a matter of evolving and understanding how these pieces fit together, how they work together. I don't think that women do not necessarily seek mentoring. Um, I feel that they just underprioritize it and, and they, they, they do it if and when they are able to, they have done everything else. The other place where I see that they do seek mentoring, which I always say is a little bit late, is, uh, you know, when they know they want to find a new job, you know, something is not going on really well with a career. And then, then it's like, okay, then they start seeking networks and mentors and, you know, et cetera. And I always say, you know, networking is a little bit like uh, an SIP, uh, you know, the mutual fund systematic investment plan. You need to establish, you need to contribute into your network, even when things are working really well for you and, and not, you know, suddenly try to develop uh, a network when things are not working for you. And I've seen now plenty of women fall into that trap because they underprioritize these things, which will pay off in the future. And then they wonder what happened. You know, they're not working so much on their uh, on their social capital. And I think mentoring can be a key way to work on that. Absolutely. Um, I love that you bring uh, the uh, comparison to networking because, you know, like nothing is instant and you have to invest first before you're able to take it out and actually answered my next question, which is, is there a right time to get mentoring? And I guess the answer is like, is there a different answer? Like, should they have a few years of experience or not if you can get it anytime? So mentoring works at very different levels, right? There are lots of, at least internationally, and I'm sure that's the case even in India, lots of student mentoring programs, right? That uh, that you are in a MBA school or you're doing some higher studies and you are assigned a mentor and the mentor will typically help you, you know, even with your educational choices and first career choices, et cetera. So it can start fairly soon, I would say. There are youth mentoring programs. Um, there are also mentoring programs which are based on race and gender. I mean, Thrive, Thrive is in this, you know, gender mentoring program. We have chosen that women should have at least um, five years of work experience to benefit from the sort of mentors that we attract to the platform. And the reason for that is we want you to have some life and work experience, having tried some of the things, right? I believe that earlier in your career, you can benefit a lot from getting trained and working on your functional and technical skills. With Thrive, the focus is much more on leadership skills and your growth. 
um, as as a leader and um, and as a professional. So we really start our mentoring relationships with people who have with women who have at least five years work experience. Having said that, it does not mean I mean I I would encourage everybody to get uh, you know as many mentors as possible and as soon as possible in their lives in whichever format right through a formal initiative like Thrive, but also informally and make it much more regular. I also believe a lot in the concept of a board of mentors, that it's not one mentor that you have. You have multiple mentors and you really think about what are the strengths that this mentor is going to bring. I mean, as an entrepreneur today, I have an executive coach. I run my own coaching practice. I have a supervisor. I have a business mentor. You know, it's quite different, right? The relationship is not about me and my leadership skills, the relationship is much more about how do I grow my business. So the skill sets and the mindsets that uh, different mentors bring will be different. And yeah, I, I mean, I am I'm a convert in terms of knowing and, and living um, through this organization I have created that mentoring can really be transformational. And I, I, I'm saying, you know, I'm functioning as Thrive in the space of women to women mentoring, but that doesn't mean that I think that women should only get women mentors. Of course, women should have male mentors too, and men should have women mentors too. Uh, you know, everybody just brings a different perspective. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Awesome. Okay. So um, let's say I don't have access to a formal mentoring program and I know that I need like a mentor and I, you know, how does one go about, is there like the right mentor? Is there a way to identify the mentor for you? Do you have some guidelines around that? So um, maybe I'll answer your question in two ways, right? One is seeking formal mentorship when you do not have access to a formal program. And I know this happens in corporates. As I said, I have you know, installed corporate mentoring programs where there was clearly a, a pyramid, right? So you only a few people got mentoring from a few people. Yeah. Um, however, we were also then making available the material which will allow you to reach out to somebody that you feel you might value from. For a lot of people, they are open. They might not be, they might not, you know, come forward and do everything that is typically then under the guidelines of a formal mentoring program, right? Because a formal mentoring program will work with things like having a clear mentoring contract, which clarifies the goals of the mentee, how is the mentor going to help? What are the feedback mechanisms? How's the organization going to support? Because even mentors need to be trained and upskilled, uh, you know, in terms of the work that they do, right? So all of that comes as a part of the of the men, of, of a formal initiative. But I would imagine that it's actually, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, going to that person. Uh, that you feel you can learn something about, you know, following them a little bit like what you have done. You know, you said you followed my work, you've been reading me and you've been following me. Then you reach out to me, right? I think it's it's an act of courage. You know, it's, it's something to, when you speak to somebody whom you don't know, uh, you need to be really well prepared, you know, and you need to say the why and the how and, and then allow them, for, you know, offer your mentor options because it might be that they would, um, you know, engage with you in a limited, uh, for a limited period of time. It might be one conversation. It might be something that lasts over a, uh, a couple of years and is infrequent, right? 
um, I think as human beings, we love having a choice. So if we are, you know, if you are approaching a mentor, then I think allowing a choice, especially a senior mentor who may be, you know, very, very busy and trying to balance a few things. Um, yeah. I think it really helps if you study, you know, what is it that you'd like to learn from them um, and really be able to explain to them why this one-on-one -on -one relationship can be transformational and also can you bring something to them you know now this is something interesting right because in in terms of mentoring the um, the the common thing to think about is that the mentor gives and the mentee receives um and i know this now from hundreds of women who are mentors with thrive and many of them are repeat mentors and they know that they can also benefit, you know, from this because it allows them to have, um, you know, access to another kind of relationship where there is no, um, it, it allows them to give a, an opportunity to reinvent themselves, right? You can be a different kind of mentor for a different kind of mentee. Whereas if you're a manager or a leader in an organization, you come with your, you know, all the biases that your team members might have about you, your peers might have about you. But in the mentoring relationship, you might also be able to experiment and reinvent yourself. That's something that is quite interesting, even from a mentor's point of view, right? So really think about, okay, so what are you going to bring to that relationship? Even though you're seeking mentoring, what might you, what might you be able to give? Yeah, I hadn't even thought about, uh, this is such an interesting point because I hadn't even thought about what, um, you know, you can give as a mentee because we are, like you said, we, it's all about what can I get and what can I take. So it's a very interesting thought that you have shared. And I think it, it's a lot of value. Um, and obviously the mentor feels like they are also gaining in the relationship versus just, you know, one way that you are delivering. Um, on that note, I'm actually going to go into your own career, right? What has really been like a game changer for you? Has it been mentoring? Uh, has it been a couple of things around? It can't just be one thing always. What would you say has been a game changer for you in your own career? Yeah. Well, for me, I think the I, I have been fortunate and privileged in terms of, uh, you know, being blissfully unaware about systemic biases, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is quite interesting because, of course, as uh, an Indian woman working in a primarily... Uh, white male dominated leadership organizations. Uh, I'm sure I've been at the receiving end of, you know, of a lot of conscious and unconscious biases. But I must admit that my own journey to understand this systemic biases is quite new. You know, when I was in my, um, in my career, I was really unaware about this. So if I would not land a promotion where I thought, you know, that I would be ready for it, I would never say, oh, there is a bias in the system and, you know, this organization is not DNI friendly or anything. I would yes. just say, okay, the person who got it, you know, is, is maybe better positioned. So I think there is this whole element of awareness, uh, you know, that, and I know that there are plenty of men and women out there, you know, who come from diverse backgrounds who may not even be aware about biases, right? Because a lot of the biases, as we know, are at an unconscious level. These might be biases linked to, you know, which school you came from and, you know, what kind of function, all sorts of biases exist in the system, right? For example, a general manager in a pharmaceutical company typically has sales and marketing experience, you know, or finance experience. You'll hardly find somebody who's only done HR to become a general manager of, of an organization, right? There are exceptions, but those biases, they're quite 
ingrained in a system. So I think even that awareness that you might be at the receiving end of bias then gives you the language and then gives you the possibility to have that conversation, right? Because you've been blind to that. Um, so for me, I think that has been a journey over, over my career uh, that I have had mentors, uh, both men and women, who have actually made me aware of my potential, you know, who have helped me to sort of reach my potential, um, either through single conversations or through ongoing relationships, which have lasted pretty much my professional life, right? So that has really, you know, contributed a lot. Um, I also believe in um, executive coaching a lot. And for me personally, that has been uh, really, really helpful. Again, as I said, you know, I differentiate between these helping professions. I think mentoring has its own space and sponsoring does. And executive coaching is something, you know, which has its own space too. And for me, um, coaching has been very transformational. I think that it really helped me to even make that, you know, decision to transition from what could be considered as a fairly successful corporate path to even founding my own business, right? I think that that Transition, probably I wouldn't have done that if I was just left up to my own uh, thinking patterns. You know, I, as, as Einstein said, if you need to make a decision uh, at another level of consciousness, uh, you know, it is, it is not easy to do it from where you are. And I think that's where, uh, that's where having a mentor and having a coach has really been a game changer for me. And, um, and last but not the least, I think uh, one of the things, and I, I recently, uh, well, not so recent, three, four years back, I pursued a master's in organization development, looking at systems, systemic thinking, gestalt, and complexity thinking. And yeah. I think that has been quite transformational in my worldview, you know, the way, the lens through which I look at the world, because I think I became far more, let's say, aligned um, not just cognitively, I think cognitively, I knew a lot of these concepts for a long time, but I think um, through my work that I have done in terms of my own personal development and personal growth, um, I really believe in interdependence. You know, I really believe that every action that I take and everybody else takes impacts everybody else. Um, and I think starting something like Thrive as a nonprofit is also a manifestation of, you know, that journey that I went on in terms of uh, working on my levels of consciousness. Yeah, I think so. I think when you start something, it changes so much about you as well. So yeah. oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I just have two more questions before I let you go. I won't take a long uh, time. One is, so I know I actually just saw your article, which also said someone asked you, how do you do all this? Uh, how do you do as much as you do? So how do you do and what's a day in your life look like? So um, I manage energy rather than managing time, right? So I think that that has really the, uh, the secret, <laughs> if I can say that. Um, I have, and, and again, I have created now an ecosystem for myself that works in that way, right? Because I believe that as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, being my own boss, I have the possibilities to manage you know, and decide what do I want to work on today and what would, you know, give me energy tomorrow. So clearly, you know, not being in a, in a system where somebody else decides what you're going to do helps. But again, I feel that managing my energy really helps me to be creative, to be innovative and to produce things from a space of joy rather than, you know, the shoulds 
right? So recently, for example, I have uh, started with a creative writing course and, uh, and that is at the confluence of Zen, um, you know, Buddhism and writing, which I find completely fascinating. And given, a, given, uh, given any spare moments, I mean, given a choice, you know, I would just sit and write at the moment rather than doing anything else because it's been such an act of uh, liberation. And, and I, I mean, I've been writing for a while, right? But this sort of writing, creative writing is different. I do a lot of business writing. I write a lot from a place of, you know, experience and what my teacher would say, ego. And I think that um, I'm shifting, shifting this way of writing and getting much more into creative writing, right? So again, uh, I, I just... I do not compartmentalize my life. I know that a lot of people will say that you compartmentalize and, you know, this is your work time and this is your, um, you know, creative time and this is your family time. Uh, personally, what has worked for me is that my life and my work, they are, they flow into each other. And maybe that's just because of the nature of my work. You know, I'm not producing uh, widgets in a factory <laughs> so I know that the nature of that work is different and uh, but but because I'm in the leadership space I think that everything that I do you know is interconnected so even when I do a creative writing course it is about you know becoming a better leader and helping others becoming a better leader and you know how can I take from what am I learning with uh, the space around ego and how writing does writing to how as a leader, you are a servant leader and you are, a, uh, to be the best leader, you need to be the best follower, you know? So in my mind, everything is interconnected and interdependent. And probably that's why it looks as if I'm doing many different things, but actually I'm doing the same thing. It just manifests itself in many different ways. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I'm really liking the fact that you're doing this creative writing. It's giving me ideas, taking notes. And finally, before I let you go, what's your advice to women? Most of my audience, 80% of my audience, both on the podcast, on any of my social platforms are women. What is your advice to women? And if I, I ask this from the mentoring, the leadership um, uh, kind of from that area. What is your advice to the women out here uh, from your experience, life experience? Right, right. I'm not sure if I'm in the position to advise a multitude of women. Uh, all I can do is to really share uh, my experience. And my experience is that it's very important to understand what is it that gives me joy? What is it that gives me a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose, right? And it's very challenging sometimes for women to differentiate between what is it that I want to do and that gives me joy as compared to what do my children, what does my husband, what do my parents, what do my friends, what does my boss want to do? Because there's so, there's so much noise in the system that we live in, right? There's so much noise of expectations and what good looks like and who is successful and how do we measure success? It's just so noisy, the environment, right? So I think my only advice would be try to find ways in which you can identify what is it that gives you joy, helps you to grow, helps you to feel really satisfied. And it doesn't need to be what everybody else else's definition and answer for that is, right? And on that, if you can go on that journey, the sooner in your life, the better. 
Um, I know a lot of women who postpone this for, you know, okay, after my educational years, or after my career, after I have children, after I have grandchildren, or whatever, whatever in whichever way we postpone this. And, and I would say, you know, just, just go on this journey of self-discovery and identifying what is it that you want in whichever, you know, with whatever tools and resources you have, mentoring being one of them, you know, coaching, leadership development, uh, having conversations, open conversations with friends, the strength of community, right? I'm a part of various women groups and communities where women openly share around, you know, what are their challenges? What is it that uh, that is bothering them? And it's fascinating then when you hear that from another woman and you're like, wow, I thought I was the only one who thought like that, right? But when women openly share their dilemmas and share their stories, I think that can be also super useful, right? To, for you to identify, okay, is this something for me? And am I also caught in the same rut? So yeah, a journey of self-discovery sooner the better is, is what I would encourage every woman to do. So beautifully articulated. I can listen to you for a long time now, but I know that I would be eating into your time. So thank you so very much for uh, sharing everything you have. I think personally also, I have so many takeaways from this conversation and I look forward uh, to staying, following you on your journey, staying connected and all the very best to you, Shivangi. I hope uh, we're going to have many more countries thrive with mentoring is all over the globe and uh, all the best to you. And thank you so much for your time again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.